from Poconatch to Plans and everything in between, this is Magnified Pod, the only podcast that discusses culture, religion, politics, and the entire discography of everyone's favorite left coast punks, MXPX. And we're back. For the first time, John and I are not actually in the same room together. It's tough. It is not tough. to look into your eyes while I share my takes. <laughs> I know. That's my, my feeling is mutual. Mm-hmm. Um, caressing, caressing your luxurious beard. <laughs> As always. <laughs> yeah, we, we had to get this out ASAP and on such short notice. The they did not. I'm, they, Tom, Yuri, Mike, Chris, they did not give us the, the warning that they promised this just came up we're like gotta drop everything we gotta get on this so um john where were you what was going on (laughs) last night because i feel like because i i uh i got into the live stream i think i missed the first couple songs and then i texted you (laughs) immediately um, so what was what was what were you up to when you got the got the word that this was going down? Well, you had been texting me throughout the day, so it was your earlier text. I think it was like in the morning where you were like, "I think something's going down." Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, that 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 post from Tom where he's like cryptic. He's cryptic. He's like excited for tonight, and you know, I was like, hmm. This is something, but yeah. I, but I was thinking as, you know, I, I was talking to some other people that they were like thinking this is going to be launched on Friday, mm-hmm. coinciding with their Seattle and Portland shows, but right. alas. They keep us on our toes. Um, yeah, I was just about to eat dinner, but I obviously put that to the side <laughs> and... <laughs> said got to check out this live stream saw that they appeared to be playing songs from the album which suggested the release was imminent and then noticed uh yeah midnight it was dropping on streaming and the email was already in our inbox so, yeah i you know what when they were saying it was dropping at at midnight i fully i fully expected that that's when we were going to get the the um, link in our email, right. and so I'm thinking, do I have to wake my ass up at two a.m. <laughs> to get to get this download? But then, surprisingly, at the very end of the live stream, that's when they said it was in our inboxes. Yeah. So um, yeah, I I stopped everything and um, you know went. Put on, put on a good pair of headphones and just cranked it up. Mm-hmm. Um, you grabbed both sides of the headphones like the Pokemon <laughs> and, and smiled my, from I ear s- to ear. I smiled from ear to ear for approximately 31 minutes. <laughs> yeah, uh, short, right? No, see, here's... Okay, this is... These are some of my, my first... <laughs> these are my first reactions. When I... Let's get so, into it. I heard 11 songs... Um, I think there were, yeah, some of the signs in the studio when they were playing. Um, I saw, I think it said 11 songs, and I think Mike said that there were 11 songs, and I was thinking, 
I'm like, all right, that's kind of short. That's kind of short, but at the same time, some of our past critiques, <laughs> especially because um, we just did our um, before everything and after uh, episode, which is going to be released this coming Monday. That was something we talked about, that there are some songs on there that maybe could have been cut. And that was one of the first things we said on the very first episode about Poconatcha yeah. is that it's way too long. And, you know, in a, in a sense, like, yeah, it's kind of a bummer that we don't have like 14 songs or 15 songs, but more doesn't always make it better. And we no. could have ended up with... This is a lean album. Yeah. It's tight. It's fast. Mm-hmm. And it, to me, it doesn't have some of the, some of the riffraff. What do, you, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think I was surprised at first because I watched most of the stream. And then at half an hour, they were done. And I was like, well, maybe they didn't do all the songs. But then seeing that there was 11, it did kind of feel like, oh, this is a slightly different iteration of a band who is not known necessarily for their brevity on albums and uh i like it i like the idea of keeping it tight and short and uh we you and i were texting about how the songs seem to be pretty fast from what we were hearing from the stream before we downloaded it yeah that is mostly the case they're all pretty fast oh Um, i mean it's there yuri Yuri goes into beast mode on this whole album. <laughs> he, the drums sound awesome. The drums yeah. sound rad. And yeah. one of those things that we've talked about on some of, like, um, Slowly Going the Way of the Buffalo and Ever Passing Moment, that the drums are very snare-heavy, very straightforward, not a lot of, you know, playful drum work. That is not the case on this album. No. He makes great use of the toms and just it's it. There's a lot more going on with the kit than For sure. in some of the um, some of the albums we had just uh, some of the episodes we just discussed. Um, so I'm really happy with that. And yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I was just gonna say yeah. One of the, a couple of things I first noticed were the sound of the drums, and then just that the extra guitar um, with Chris seems yeah. to fill the sound out a little bit. Um, I think it adds some interesting dimensionality and some flourishes throughout and the, the rawness of it too. It feels like a really riffy uh, guitar heavy record, which I like a lot. So, Yeah. That, you know, and this is, this really um, to use a, you know, biblical term, this is, my balm of Gilead after, <laughs> after just doing our before everything and after episode, which yeah. really bummed me out. And to come yeah. come off of that, uh, come off of that, and then three days later, have the antithesis of that album. This album in no way feels bloated or overproduced. No. It 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 feels in the way it in the mo- in the best possible way it feels stripped down to the MXPX essence. Yeah, it it gets rid of what I would assume is the noise coming from all sides, whether it be from 
um, A&R or a record company or people who don't know shit about punk rock music. Right. They don't have any of that. They're making the record they want to make, and that comes through 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I read that Tom had said this was the record he wanted to make when he was 21. Yeah, I read that. Yeah, I wanted to bring that up. That's in keeping with the claim he'd made earlier that we talked about in our episode with Jason about this album fitting into the slowly to ever passing moment era that would put him around that age. Um, yeah, it would I be, it would be like, I think that'd be 90, 97, 98 when he'd be 21. Yeah. I was almost imagining like, so what if they made this instead of ever passing moment after slowly kind of continued in that direction a little more. Um, and I do think like that claim mostly holds up from Tom. Like, uh, there is a lot that has that sound. I also do think that a lot of the sound of Plans Within Plans does continue here too, which I don't mind. So I don't know that it's quite the sounds exactly like they did classic MXPX uh, era sound, but I do think it reflects like a, you know, one of the things that we're talking about is like, what do we want this album to sound like? If it was exactly how they sounded back then, would we be happy? And I do right. think throughout it kind of reflects a maturity, um, a full sound, you know, we can, we'll get into the lyrics at some point, maybe later, but it does feel like there's a sense of gratefulness that pervades it that we talked about with Jason. It's kind of positive, but it's not cheesy. <laughs> like can I perhaps some of the earlier albums? So, Oh, you know, this is, this is, well, before we get into the cheese, which I do have something to say about cheesiness, but sure. I, I just want to mention how, um, the starting the album off with Rolling Strong was so the good. absolute right call. It, yeah. it so when I think about um, again coming off of Before Everything and After and Riff Raff, starting off Before Everything and After with that nonsense intro <laughs> twenty some second that does nothing. It does nothing, and I think about. This album starts off with the bass, and it sounds so good. And I'm going to have to go back, and I can't... Are there other albums that start off with bass? I don't think so. At least not with that feedback that opens right before the bass. Well, I'm I'm thinking, like, because how many of the recent albums, they they start off with, like, a a guitar riff or drums, but... I mean, I don't know. This might end up being a correction, but I can't think of a, an album opener that starts with a bass line. Yeah. And no, I love I, it. I love it. It sounds great. It, uh, yeah. I, here's what I will say. They're the three songs that I had heard before it came out. So Rolling Strong, Let's Ride, and Friday Tonight, like, are my three favorites on the record. And I think Rolling Strong is my favorite still and that might change as we sit with it more um so it's a great opener you know we talked about them having great album openers yeah. generally and yes. uh, this is one of them for sure i guess on an initial first listen i was hoping that it would set the tone a little more for the rest of the record i think it does in some respects but i love that song so much and i think it's still my favorite among them so yeah i 
I've listened to the album seven times today. Um, and there are things that I'm picking up more and more as I, on each, on each listen. And I think once I get the lyrics and sit with it, um, it'll, I maybe it'll shift my thinking on, on some of the songs, but, um, all of it is a great, is a great second song. And that, that was what I was going to say about cheese this is sure. a love song, but it doesn't have any of the corniness. And yeah. it's, a, it's, it's, you know, it's a jam. Yeah. So I appreciated that Mike is writing songs that are heartfelt and sincere and talking about his family and his kids and about Holly. But it's not like um, any, any of the songs that we just talked about. Um, before everything and after, or even some of like the seminal classics from life in general or, or anything. It's yeah. so we talk about a maturity and it's not just a maturity in lyrics, but also in songwriting. And again, I think that points to uh, that they have creative control over every step of this process Yeah, that they made the album they wanted to make. And that, that to me is like, that's, that's, it, it, it makes, so it makes me happy, but also seeing how much it makes them happy. Yeah. You know, he, he ends the, he ends rolling strong with, I'm so happy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and that's, and I love it. I love that. And watching them play last night, you know, I, I saw Mike smiling and that, that makes me excited that they're able to release something for the first time ever like this. Yeah. Yeah. They, they keep saying variations on like, this is the sound that they want MXPX to be. This is who they think of themselves as, and the album reflected the sound that they wanted like a hundred percent. So it's a sound that I really like. I mean, I, they, they mostly have a punk edge on most of these songs, but there are still some melodic and harmony laden choruses throughout a lot of it. It feels like it walks that line pretty well. Maybe you're even, maybe even with a, a punkier edge than the last couple of records. And yeah, I don't know. I made a bold claim based on the first two singles that it was maybe my first or like my favorite thing that they had done in 20 years. Um, and you know, I made the assertion that I hadn't really listened to the last three records that much at that point. Now, having listened to Panic a fair amount um, and listened to the new record, I feel comfortable saying it's at least tied with Panic for my favorite since Slowly. Wow. Um, yeah. And I, I have, and I really, I really like Panic. I think um, there's something so. There, there, there's a variety in Panic though that I, yeah. I think, isn't on this record. Yeah, I'm I not, can see that. I'm not necessarily saying that's like a, um, a bad thing. It's just that the, there are, um, like the song, 
wrecking hotel rooms or yeah. late again or green gray skies turn blue which has you know little keys action and the the late again song on panic is what sort of inspired mike's foray into alternative country with tumble down mm-hmm. um so and i think i think there's like uh, uptown streets has a little bit of that yeah um that almost a, brought back a little bit of that petty sound from Ever Passing Moment era for me. But anyway. Yeah, it does it does have the the guitar, even the song title sort of makes me think of something like um Bruce Springsteen or yeah, yeah. or that sort of eight eighties era guitar work intro. Um Yeah. I I mean, maybe we should save this for later, but I feel like the first six songs are like six for six for me like bangers straight in a row and i certainly don't dislike any of the songs on the album which is such a relief yeah (laughs) Um, but i do feel like at least right now the first half is a lot stronger for me and maybe part of that is that like you're saying that the variances in the kinds of songs maybe by the second half aren't aren't hitting me as hard or something yeah um, so I really, um, the way we do, uh, is resonating for me lyrically. Cause I think mm-hmm. they still, they're, they're, they're looking back on their life and that what I, f- what I feel is, I feel like this is a sort of a looking, f- this is, this is like a whole life album. They're looking back through songs like let's ride and they're looking in in the present talking about like rolling strong we're still doing this Mm -hmm. and then (laughs) the theme of like he can't believe that he's still alive is like throughout the record yeah and i and i think that that's that's in the the way we do you know talking about how feeling like the van was they're gonna die in that in the van tomb or something yeah 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 and Um, you know hashtag freezing balls hashtag freezing balls you know i (laughs) i i love that and this is one of those things that like i think the the lyrics are that there's a sense of freedom that yeah that they were able to have by doing whatever they wanted and self-producing and well i mean with all the kickstarter uh, support as well, but like doing it themselves. And I think, you know, freezing off your balls and, you know, the goddamn kitchen, like none of that stuff would have passed on, on like any tooth and nail stuff, like to my, to Tom's point back when they were, you know, in their early twenties that, um, that wouldn't have, that wouldn't fly. But, um, I, that to me is like, I'm I'm happy that they have that freedom to write what they want to write about, uh, you know, swear if they want to swear because honestly, who cares? It doesn't it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but I just think that that sort of line it just it's that just casually being like, yeah, man, it's cold and freezing our balls off, <laughs> drinking from a flask in a car in one song. That's right. Yeah. Keeping yeah. it real and bus bus tossing uh, face to face, so we'll see if see if they uh, 
they come back with anything. Yeah, I want to hear some some explanation behind this van incident. Yeah, yeah what they what they did to the van. I mean, I I remember I feel like I remember hearing some story about I don't remember I don't think it was face to face, but like maybe like somebody pooping in someone's van or or, or something <laughs> like that. Um, yeah. or maybe I was imagining the... a different kind of destroyed, but that that works too. <laughs> Yeah, I well, yeah, that'd be kind of shitty if like face to face, like literally, literally, like wrecked their van or something. But yeah, we got to get we got to get some deets, got to get some deets on that. Another mystery to solve. Yep, we'll we'll get right on that. Uh, The one notable thing that I wish was on this album, um, with Mike being sort of you know, reminiscing and thinking about the past and thinking about who he was and who he is and who he wants to be. Um, the, and we talked about this off the pod and we, I think we might've talked about it on the pod. I was really hoping that there would be some sort of reference to like, you know, a a God breakup song or something that just, and like just gave us a little crumb or something and maybe i'm missing it cuz i don't know all the lyrics yet but sure there's nothing that i've heard in my seven listens that at least even nods to that sort of changing perspective and that so that makes me leaves me feeling a little bit like i really wanted to have cuz that that's not an insignificant part of his story, you know? Sure. Or the band. Yeah. Right. It's I wonder central if, to the band. Right. I wonder if they would pinpoint a certain time at which they really felt um, those views sort of coalescing or falling off, you know, into a new kind of perspective. Like if they would have said that was around the time of plans or secret weapon even or or if it is something that's happened in more recent years like maybe at this point mike just sees it as sort of like something that has been the case for a while um right but this might be the first time we've gotten a record from them since all that stuff has been you know kind of he's talked about it publicly and stuff i don't know yeah and but i think that's something that there are still a lot of christian fans and listeners and yeah. you know, maybe for people who are like, oh, snap, there's a new album and they haven't been, they didn't follow the Kickstarter. Maybe they're just more of a casual listener and they just drop in on this album, you know, yeah. and he's like, you know, rolling in a big ass van. God damn it. You know, people might be yeah. like, what? Like, yep. what, what happened? Looks like that YouTube commenter was right. Yep. <laughs> it's... <laughs> Such a shame. It's really yeah. too bad. People who say they are no longer Christian. Yep. And that's the problem. Um, yeah, I don't know. I One of the things that we've referenced, just you and me talking off mic, is like Dave Bazan, right. a.k.a. Pedro the Lion, who's kind of one of, like, he's like my all-time number one singer-songwriter, kind of. And he did have a very kind of public up with God record Curse Your Branches and one of the songs on there is called Bearing Witness and that's what he kind of comes to term with comes to term with in the song is like 
what he actually has found bearing witness to be is like recognizing the world in front of you. So like, regardless of your beliefs, like invest in the people around you in your family and your friends and your relationships, make a difference in the world around you. And that was kind of like a revelation for him. And I do feel like that is present on the record. There's a lot of like being cognizant of what is surrounding Mike, like his family, his friends being aware of that. And it just feels like a really grateful and like present um, record. The tone is very aware of that. And in a way that a lot of MXPX songs in the past tended to be about longing or misunderstanding. This is, this is almost like introspection in a way that's content with what's around him. I don't know. No, I, I, I think that's perfectly on point. This is certainly a much more, not not so much. It, it, there's gratitude right. thro- throughout yeah. the record, and I think that's. I think that's. If I were to maybe pinpoint one word, I think that might be the word to that would describe a lot of the sentiments on this album. For sure. And yeah, to circle back to what you said at the beginning, that's not a sentiment that has always been expressed in MXPX songs, or at least when it has, it hasn't always been done without dipping into kind of syrupy sentiments. And I feel like he pulls it off here in a way that just feels like earned and, um, I don't know, honest without it being... uh, treacly (laughs) no i think it's i think it it's pulled off um very well and i do think um what we will have to give give you know i'm not these are first impressions so this is we're not doing a um from now until infinity our our feelings about this record this is just We've had the had this less than twenty four hours. I've yeah. I've done a significant deep dive into listening to the record, um, but I'm going to reserve any sort of final judgment. Yeah. Until, you know, I, we actually have a little bit more time to digest everything because part of uh, us going over the albums is is the lyrics and looking at the album artwork and just having a more tangible experience with the record as well. So it's, yeah. um, but just, I'm super happy with aesthetically with, with the cover. I'm excited to see, uh, kind of what inside, I don't know if this is the, L, the vinyl is going to be gatefold or not. I'm not sure what that's, if that's going to be yeah, I don't know. just like, yeah, Jason. <laughs> yeah, we'll get Jason in the line. Um, like the, I have been wondering what the song that kicks off side B will be. Um, okay. Whether it's track five or five six. Or six, yeah. Um, yeah. What What, yeah, what do like you it, think would be? What do you well, think? Well, like would, I said, those first five. I mean, the first six. I really, I love them universally. The rest, I might have some issues with here and there, but like you said, we'll sit with it. But. Yeah, I I feel like track six, though, is the better side B opener. Um, But it's just interesting that for me, in my head right now, at least it kind of evenly divides that way. I'm sure I'll find some 
some stuff that I really like in the latter half as we sit with it more. But those are kind of first impressions. I like I like the you know the the life goals and the pipe dreams um, are are on brand with la, uh, last decade MXPX, especially since uh, Secret Weapon, the sort of the positivity, the seeking out your you know, what you care about and trying to, um, rise above some negativity and, and going after what you love. So, right. I also thought the, some of the closing lyrics of the last song on the record moments like this, where he says, don't call me crazy. It's just the way I was raised. That could kind of be our unofficial slogan for the podcast (laughs) (laughs) where we're talking about, uh, looking back on the, unique evangelical upbringing experience. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if that's what he's referencing exactly or not, but I don't know. Maybe it has to do with like family first and that, you know, this, this is, um, it's all about, it's all about his family. And he does this. Something tells me if Mike could no longer take care of his family by doing this, he would give yeah. it up. Yeah. And because it's, you know, he, he says he, you know, bust, essentially in one of the songs talks about busting his ass to. Right. Bleeds for them, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I think that I, I do like the, the sentiment and I wondered what that song would mean, what you would think about that song because of the, the, talking about the kid the kids element and yeah i mean that was another thing i was thinking about is like i, th- I think this is his first record since yep. he's had kids it is yeah um yeah and that certainly changes things and i feel like it you can clearly shift you can sense the shifting perspective of like what really matters for him now and um yeah that's evident in a lot of the ways that he references kind of his family and what's important to him now so yeah. Um, so anyway. we, we wanted to, we wanted to keep this short. Um, is yeah. there, is there any, any, you know, there's one thing that I haven't brought up yet. Um, and that is, and I think we talked, maybe we talked about it on the pod. I don't remember the, what we talk about on the pod and off mic, it's, it's becoming, <laughs> it's, all you know, it's all blurring together, but the, and I was looking at this this morning, the, you know, from Poconatcha to Plans. Right. So what what do I, what do we, oh, man. what do we do I now? I feel like it sounds too good to change at this point, but you know. Do we, do we just, we just. We'll uh, field suggestions. Yeah, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll ask people, should we, should we change from Poconatcha to Plans? Should we do, um, I don't know. From from PX, PX from, una- to <laughs> from unopposed to uptown streets. I don't know. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll think on it. We'll think on it. We'll get some. We'll get some feedback. But it it does it does have a, a ring to it that I I'm I haven't found the yeah the a good replacement. But all right, John. Well, um, 
glad we were able to get this. I'll um Yeah man. We'll uh I guess we'll be getting this up ASAP and Yeah, share your thoughts with us. Yeah, share your thoughts. Everybody. We'd love to hear. I mean, since I've been uh looking at seeing what people have been thinking all day, but still would love to give get everybody else's initial reactions. Yep. So um, As always, uh, rate and review us, subscribe, all the things. Instagram, uh, Twitter. Twitter, Instagram, at Magnified Plaid Pod. That's the name of our show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Magnified Pod at Gmail. Um, yep. Appreciate the people that are reaching out and sharing sharing their stories. Um, so I guess there's only one more thing to say. Next time on the pod, we'll be discussing before, everything, and after. Andrew's favorite album when it'll be time for a podcast at our house. And it wouldn't be the same without you. So join us, won't you? You son of a bitch.